Welcome to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast on our Sunday series. Thomas Miller, I'm glad you're here. We're going to talk about a principle or a concept that I rediscovered here this past week. And I can't believe it got off my radar because it is so valuable and so important. I was re-listening to the audio program Pilgrim of the Heart, which is by Krishna Doss, a.k.a. Jeffrey Cagle, a.k.a. one of the original founding members of the band The Blue Oyster Cult, who threw all the rock and roll lifestyle away to go to India in pursuit of the same guru that Steve Jobs saw and that Ram Dass found Neem Karoli Baba. And Pilgrim of the Heart is his story of becoming acquainted with Ram Dass, leaving everything, going to India, what all happened there, and then coming back and actually being lost and going back into drugs and really having a hard time after he left the safety of working with this incredibly powerful guru. And then he found his path. He found his way out. He found it for himself not from all the influences and inspirations and going on that were happening in India. It was his, and it was real. And I had forgotten also that in the setup of it, he talked about that we all pop at different times, just like popcorn, pop, pop, pop. We all have our moments that cause us to pop spiritually. And you know, some people can pop and they just take off on a path and a course and it's great and they do the work and on the way they go. And then some of us choose the path of hitting rock bottom. And I know that some people find this podcast who have hit bottom and they're trying to find their way back out just like I was. But I also know that a lot of people have been prevented from hitting that bottom because you can make choices along the way to make the changes that life itself is trying to point you toward. If you haven't heard that program, it's all over all the audio places that you find everything else, Apple, Spotify, Pandora, and it's from Sounds True if you wanted to go that route. But I'm going to be a spoiler because I want to tell you the ending. And the ending is very powerful and told by Krishna Das. It's wonderful because it was kind of the culmination of his lesson from his story. But it's a very valuable point that we all need to take time periodically to stop and think about. And that's why I thought we might do a longer meditation with more music today. But the point of the whole thing became, as all these people were going over to India during the late 60s and early 70s when Neem Karoli Baba was so popular and alive, was that everybody wanted to pursue the guru, the Baba, the teacher. They thought that by sitting in his presence, they would become enlightened. And he certainly had gifts, and they were discussed, and some of them were discussed in the program, how he held a train from proceeding from going. It's a cool story. Oh, that we all could do that. But uh, oh, that would be hilarious. But everybody was in pursuit of the guru. And we do. We hold our teachers high. You know my regard for Fred Dodson. His work helped change my life. But he's not my guru. He didn't tell me a path to go on. I listened to some of the teachings, and I chose the path. And that's where this audio program points. The bottom line lesson is the path of life itself is our teacher. Life is our guru. Our experiences are pointing us to what we came here to learn. Our very path itself 
is our teacher. Think about it. All the challenges, all the failures, all the high points, all the successes, all the wish that I could have dot dot dots, all the times we wished we had turned left when we turned right, all of it is our teacher, our guru, the one pointing us on our life path. It's all inside of us. And that's the point of the lesson. You could travel to the other side of the world to try to find what is right there within you. And then as I was thinking about this for today, something became so crystal clear. Is that this very thing, this awareness that the path itself is our teacher, is probably the pinnacle of highest conscious awareness on earth. In other words, if we understand that, then we understand consciousness and God and the process itself, because we are combining the infinite, the finite, and the path as our infinite teacher. And think about what that makes decisions for us like. It's like every decision that we make, whether it's a big one, like do we marry, do we move, do we take this job? We don't go on those paths until we make a choice, we make a decision, and that decision itself then becomes part of the lesson, part of the teacher. So even our choices themselves, as big or small as they may seem, especially when they alter life's direction, become a really big deal in the whole big picture. But if we grasp this, we tend to think of the lesson itself as the teacher, but we wouldn't have the situation for the lesson if we didn't make the choice to get there. So when you walk it back, it really is these decisions that become the guru, the vehicle, the teacher, the portal. Then I thought about this, that often we really don't stop to think about the journey as our teacher. We think about it as our path. Am I aligned with my path? But really, we're seeing it more from the present moment. We're trying to analyze where we are now. Is that on our path? Rather than seeing it as the collective accumulation of lessons over the course of our life. And because we don't see it in the context of the big macro picture, we tend to react to the present. When the very present is trying to teach us the lessons. Wow. I hope you get the depth of this that there really is some reframing that we can do here. When we have a present moment decision, a present moment choice, we can choose to go to the right or to go to the left. We get caught up in all of the minutiae of the decision itself. But now we start thinking about the whole process as part of our infinite source teacher. To me, that would take the resistance out of it really, really fast. In other words, it's not about the pluses and the minuses and the should I's and the muscle testing and all of that. It's about what lessons am I getting from this right now? Soul path lessons that my soul grows from this silly little decision that's in front of me is actually a really big soul-based deal. Then it's not so much about the decision or the outcome or the results, etc., it's about capturing the essence of the very moment of decision itself, being in our most conscious awareness. Wow.
So I thought, let's just take some time to first go back and look at some of the big high watermarks of our lives. I'm going to intervene less and play a lot more music. But first, I thought it would be good to get a context of this. Maybe you've done this work and this is more of a review, but it's a good thing to do. What are some of the biggest challenges and what are some of the biggest victories you've had in your life? Do the challenges first because then you'll be offsetting them with the victories. But what are some of the bigger high water marks on both sides in your life? And then bring it forward to today. Where are you now? If you have a journal, you could spend a few minutes thinking about that relative to where you are in your path, what obvious lessons are still left. If you could change anything, what would you change? Just bring it all forward to today. Maybe even give yourself a score. How am I really doing here? Not so bad, made the changes, still have a lot to go, wherever you are.
Then I think the third part of this that's a natural is to game film what you're going to do next time you have a major decision. So when there's a crossroads, whether it's maybe a conversation at work with your partner, maybe it's an obvious change where something happened completely out of left field, now you have to switch courses unexpectedly maybe, how are you going to frame that decision in the context of being at the pinnacle of your conscious awareness. In other words, are you going to be focused as much on the outcome of the result of your decision, or are you going to be more focused on the process of the spiritual part of your decision? Thinking of those inner qualities as more important criteria than the external ones. Maybe an example. Somebody puts their home up for sale they get an offer. It's not as high as they had hoped. They start to negotiate, and decisions have to be made along the way. Do I even counter? How much? How much is it going to cost to close? What are the commissions? How much am I going to get out of this? Ooh, that's less than I thought. And all of a sudden, you're faced with your money paradigm. Are you thinking about that? in the course and context of this decision. So all of a sudden, it doesn't become an issue of personal business matter, let's say, X price versus Y price. It becomes, how am I with this money? And how am I without the money that the offer is below? What is money to me? Is it an energy? Can it be created? And can it be exchanged? And if those were more important criteria, how would that affect the decision of how much to accept for your property? Puts it on a whole different plane, doesn't it? When you bring that in to every decision. So think about, as we close, how you will do that in the future. I leave you with more music. And of course, the invitation to, especially now, Enjoy the journey. Thanks for listening. I'm Thomas Miller.
The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.